Hello and welcome to another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is a, you call me, uh, you love me like a brother, but <laughs> I hate your guts in at WrestleMania 5. That's all that's going to be left, brother. He is a luchador <laughs> kid. That was amazing, man. Oh, thank I've been, you. I've been listening to Macho Man Randy Savage promos, so um, that was hearkening back to when Hulk Hogan said he loved me and I hate his guts. The Mega oh. Powers? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Mega Powers. When Hulk Hogan said that uh, he loved Elizabeth too, and she was going to be in my corner, and she's going to corner me, and I... You say you, you love me like a brother, but I hate your guts. And that's all that's going to be left in the ring at WrestleMania 5. Sounds like he swallowed like one of those scratch pads or whatever. I mean, you know, <laughs> Macho good, Man's man. always been a little bit rough. Rough. like Rough around the edges? Like rough from Dare. There you go. Rough, oh, yeah. rough or whatever. McGruff from the Dare, dog, the, something like that. Dog with, yeah, yeah, the dog with the uh, trench coat. That around kids, totally not. That was probably a bad problem. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably in probably in hindsight, uh, wrong message delivered. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we turned out okay though, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally normal. Not, yeah. not, not, not weird at all. And just two normal dudes. <laughs> just making wrestling impressions now because we watched a pedophile dog tell us about drugs. Yep, that's what happens. Watching nothing big... to see here. Watching big meaty men slap each other around and mm. grunt, and you know, there's nothing wrong with men that. Ties. Yeah, yeah. Are there meaty men half naked or just men in those tight ass spandex? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now that now that this has completely gone off the rails, uh, <laughs> we're gonna take some chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. And hopefully you guys enjoy it and gals. <laughs> and uh, there's not a lot to talk about um, in terms of MMA. Obviously, Islam solidified his title shot against whoever it may be, whether it's Justin or Oliveira. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give my take on that, who I think. I tweeted it out, but I'll, I'll jump more into depth on that. Obviously, there's some wrestling stuff. Big show at Madison Square Garden, Ooh. where I body slammed Andre. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the Silver Dome, yeah, the Super Dome. I don't even goof that one Super Dome, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, sorry, the Silver Dome." And then everybody booed the him. Silver Super Dome. If you think I'm the right gay guy, got I mean, if you think I'm the right gay guy at the wrong time or the right time, let me say it, say it to you one more time so you understand me perfectly clearly. If you think I was the right gay, <laughs> like whatever he was saying, oh my god, dude. Let me uh, tell you something, brother. If you think I was the right gay guy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, let me say it again, dude. Uh, if you think I was the, the super gay, uh, <laughs> we're, uh, 
Hulk Hogan. Uh, what a legend. Hulk Hogan, man. Best what promos in the legend. business. Let me tell you something, brother. When I did that promo originally, dude, I was uh, three sheets to the wind and baked out of my mind. Uh, dude, uh, it was like uh, steroids were okay back then, but not really winky face. And I wasn't thinking. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for clarifying for us, Hulkster, what happened then. Don't sue us. <laughs> Uh, you don't have anything. We're like Rocky. Hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. Uh, uh, how much is this podcast worth? If you don't mind me asking, brother. <laughs> oh man, it's probably invaluable because you know we're in the hearts and souls of all the you know real fans out there, especially in Germany, dude. Our percentage yeah. went up somehow. It was crazy. I was looking at the analytics. What? Yeah, welcome, no, man. W- welcome on board, Germany. Um, Danke. Donka. There you go. There you go. See, I, I, I promised uh, all of our German listeners I would give them something in German this week. So, Danka it is. There you go. Perfect. I can't remember anything. Danke schon. I don't know. I, I should know. I used to write papers in German. Now well, I'm just, I can barely speak well, English well, or Spanish. What good am I, man? Do you sign language? Nein, Scheiße. There you go. Well, Scheiße. Uh, no, no shit. No shit. There For you all go. All you English fans. <laughs> when, when, it applies to a situation because you said, I can't remember anything. And of course, I would say, nine shiza. Oh, JJ, yeah. no sh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only sign language I know has been pounded into my head from Stone Cold Steve Austin. <gasps> so here's to you. Oh, <laughs> give me a hell yeah. What? 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 <laughs> oh, man. Well, hope, what do you think? Huh? Can you think of the rumor that um, apparently uh, uh, the problem with all these old wrestlers, they all had like roughy voice. Like all the new age wrestlers are all like high pitched nerds. So like, that's true. It's a little easier to do their uh, impressions. Not that we're doing impressions; we're really on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we had. You know, it's it costs a fortune to get them to come on the show and talk a little bit. You know, you know, we paid Jesse the Body Ventura, Match, Hulk Hogan. uh, Who else? I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep Stone Cold just so, yeah, Stone Cold. He came by and gave me a stunner earlier. Then yeah. you know, gave me a, a cowboy hat and some some uh, El Segunda IPA, whatever that Broken Skull IPA. Isn't that his drink? Broken. I need to get some. Yeah, I'd probably. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He moved to didn't he move to California? Los Angeles is how he says it all the no, time in his okay. podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I don't. Is it Broken Skulls Ranch still out there, even in California? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with his his ranch. Is he even still doing his show, like the Broken Skull uh, Challenge or some shit? Yeah, he just had he just had Bailey on, I think, not too long ago. And then he had so, uh, <laughs> what? So, well, let's get since we're talking about podcasts and rumors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. What, what have you heard the rumor that Vince McMahon is going to have a re- match at WrestleMania against Pat McAfee? Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. Uh, I don't know when is this interview? Is that today or tomorrow? Uh, Thursday, Thursday, oh, Thursday. Man. it's gonna be. I don't know, so, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, it's kind of like you know, like one of those WrestleMania matches that are just like one off corny, not corny, but like a spectacle. And you know, we've seen Pat McAfee wrestle against Adam Cole, like he did pretty good, yeah. You know? 
solid. And I think, he, I think he could carry Vince, but I mean, like what kind of match would they even have? Is, is it just going to be like one of those where like Pat McAfee does all the work be, and then Vince is going to be a chair? kiss my ass, kiss my ass <laughs> match. Oh man. Imagine Pat McAfee just and the- smooching on Vince's <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> I imagine I imagine the way they're playing it up Austin Theory might be the one kissing somebody's oh. cheek wait is it going to be like a triple threat I could, I could see that being a stipulation or like a I, handicap the way it, no I'm just saying like the way I see it working out is like he'll probably have Austin Theory out there to corner him or whatever yeah. And when Pat wins, like, Vince will be like, it's beneath me to kiss another man's ass. Austin Theory, get over here. Pucker up. And, you know, of course, Austin Theory will do it because that's you... what all, he's basically Pat Patterson, uh, oh, Gerald Briscoe 2.0. Are they going to have a selfie too? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? You might get an unflattering shot of Vince McMahon's beehole, but you know, that's what the people want. Mm. Well, you're going to spread his cheeks like Mike Concho? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Pat McAfee will have Preston from Jackass like in his corner. Oh, the big, God. The big fat one. I, is he still alive? I haven't, is he in the new movie? I think he's lost some weight, so like I don't think he's as big, so maybe that's why he's not as noticeable. But yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was in it. Oh geez, man. Uh, any any of y'all listening, fact check us on that, but I'm pretty sure he was on it. Oh, God. Well, well, whatever I, happens, I, I would I'm pretty excited for the match. You know, just because Pat. I mean, go. I have to assume that it's going to be a schmoz match. Like, I I Vince is in great shape for his age but like looking good and actually being able to go are two different things i mean vince is obviously willing to do whatever to put his product over so yeah he'll probably take some crazy spot or whatever just because it's vince mcmahon hopefully he doesn't tear both his quads coming down (laughs) yeah oh man yeah i I could see what you were saying like yeah austin theory coming in yeah like the bret hart uh vince mcmahon match that they had at wrestlemania which was terrible but you know i got to see my hero one more terrible. time but uh yeah i could see something like that for sure maybe pat and like aj hawk will show up and um what's that guy's name the butler the cornerback i can't remember his name right now but he was Malcolm butler I, maybe it was one of the uh, some he's on his show keith a lot. Butler? yeah keith butler you know from the his steelers <laughs> linebacker coach showing up he probably, he probably has that nice, big old fat hairy ass. So I mean, <laughs> oh geez, yeah, why not? Let's get crazy. It's WrestleMania pay per view, man. Yeah, go all out, go all out. Biggest show of the year. I mean, we have to watch. You know, well, not to go, not to shit on AEW, but that's what we do here, I guess. But like, it, yeah. it's probably be more entertaining than anything AEW has going on right now. Kill me now, I know, right, guys? All the Should AEW be- fans are rolling around. To be fair, it's no crazier than putting Orange Cassidy in a world heavyweight title match. So, um, another crazy rumor I don't know if you heard this one. Apparently, uh, Stone Cold might come back and wrestle Kevin Owens. Yeah, I heard that one. I guess they're actually like building up to it. You know, have you seen any of Kevin Owens? I've seen some of them, yeah. Um, obviously, the ripping on Texas, Stone Cold being from Texas, yeah. Um, 
Which is unfortunate because I guess that means him and Seth probably won't win the titles. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe. I, I, I can't imagine them winning the titles at Madison Square Garden and then not defending them at WrestleMania. Yeah, but, you're probably right. I mean, I've seen crazier things from WWE, so. But at the same time, I guess that means Alpha Academy is going to win because, it. I mean, they're definitely leaning more and more into the RK-Bro breakup, I feel like. All right, so you're, you're saying that Arc, like Randy Orton and Matt Riddle will have a match at WrestleMania? Is that what you're saying? I, that's what it feels like. That's mm-hmm. what it, like, billing to me is based on, like, the losses. I personally, I'd rather see Riddell, Riddle turn on mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Right. Um, like, make it, but I, I don't know. I mean, did it, I think Randy was the one that got pinned last Monday, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, I'm pretty sure it was Randy. So, like, it would just be interesting if, you know, Matt Riddell blames Randy for um, Owens and Rollins getting into the match. Obviously, maybe that leads to him giving the RKO to Randy Orton and costing him the match at Madison Square Garden, which would, like, I'd rather build up to that because how many times have we seen Randy turn his back on someone? A million times. <laughs> like, exactly. That's what he's known for. Like, it doesn't automatically make Randy a face, but, like, I think it does, it gives Matt more character, I guess. Like, I, I don't know if you can, I don't know how well he would play a heel, but um, like the stoner gimmick, you know, can only go so far, I feel like. Yeah. If you're trying to get up, I mean, the dude's a legit badass. He just posted like, you know, that tweet about 10 years ago was his last fight in the UFC. So, I mean, like the guy's legit when it comes to like being able to kick someone's ass. So like having him having him go heel and kind of drop that and maybe lean more into the like MMA stuff like probably gives him more in terms of you know longevity and push in into the main main card then mm-hmm. unfortunately like we've seen what happens with these gimmick guys in WWE like even even though like Kofi and Biggie got the title, like they still weren't t- get taken that seriously because they still had like the stench of New Day on them. Which nothing against New Day, like they're fine, they're fun, they're obviously over with the fans. But when it comes to like the main title picture, like you can't have Biggie still like slapping people on the butt and like being this you know, howdy duty, I'm happy to be here kind of guy. Um, right. Kofi can't still be like that tossing out pancakes if you want to take him <laughs> seriously as like a heavyweight champion. Okay. It, it's fine as like a mid-card gimmick. It's fine as a faction, you know, just competing for titles and maybe even like the intercontinental title. But at the end of the day, the face of your franchise has to be someone that can be taken seriously. Um, and I know obviously AEW fans would disagree with me, but I mean, if you're trying to get over the mainstream appeal, which is what got wrestling to where it is, even if people don't like to hear that, I mean, that's why the <laughs> Attitude Era was so big is mainstream appeal. Right, um, right, right. You can, 
you enjoy seeing your wrestling products still on like major networks, they they have to still you know be able to pull in ad revenue and things like that. So, right. Um, at the end of the day, that's why you're getting Bobby Lashley's, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar's, things like that. That in a way, Drew McIntyre, I guess. I mean, he went through most of the pandemic. Who knows if you know Roman would have still been here, or vice versa, Brock Lesnar, whatever. How long he would have got that push, but you know, now now that he's losing that, like he like you said, the Scottish psychopath edge to him, like kind of hard to take a guy seriously that swings around a broad short or claymore i guess yeah i can't i, I just that just seems so corny to me still like still to this day man it's just eh seems like a like a, a guy that you would see at like your local bingo hall doing that shit but i don't know man i don't know i, I guess i'm old-fashioned in that way i guess i don't know yeah Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm really, I don't know. WrestleMania is gonna be gonna be great. Apparently, it's two nights, so um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens with all those matches. Uh, two nights, you know, it's kind of cool that they're doing it two nights. It's a lot better than stuffing like a bunch of short matches into like a one night event. You know, I was just saying like the two night at WrestleMania. Like I'm yeah. kind of I'm excited for it. like ever since they started doing two nights, um, it just seems like the it just seems like the matches and stories have more time to develop than in like a how long how long is WrestleMania normally like eight hours or not eight hours like six or seven when it used to be one show. I mean, the nice thing about having two nights is that kind of keeps you from fan burnout. Yes, <laughs> you know because there's always that one match that <laughs> the fans just go all out for and then. They have nothing left in the tank for, so it kind of helps alleviate that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when Daniel Bryan won, and then I forget, or maybe it wasn't the Bryan win. I forget. There's just been several examples of Rock and Hogan match, like that killed the crowd for, you know, the main main, main event. Um, so it's, it's kind of kind of makes sense to split it up into two nights. Yeah. And, you know, it's always been a WrestleMania weekend. Right. So, I guess that this cuts out like, you know, the Saturday just being like a meet and greet. Mm. I'm not sure how they run all that now, um, but I don't know. We'd have to go see it sometime. I mean, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WrestleMania. Where's it at in Dallas this year? Right right? Yeah, of course, Dallas. Dallas this year. Yeah. When when my screaming newborn can handle being away from her dad for. <laughs> More than four hours, eight hours of it. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, obviously it's on on the bucket list of Royal Rumble, a WrestleMania, <clears throat> but who knows? Maybe we'll never make it because of World War Three. <laughs> so yeah. maybe maybe yeah. we should just throw all all caution the wind and go to this one. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's looming. I don't know. I, I don't, know, I don't know if we would really want to get into the World War Three stuff, but it's just kind of like there. <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, you know, a scary situation, but hopefully cooler heads prevail. And, oh, I mean, 
oh <laughs> i don't know then again like it's already there's already a lot of death and destruction i've been doom scrolling twitter and just seeing some pretty terrible shit <laughs> from what the <laughs> russians are doing so oh man but let's hope it doesn't escalate into a bigger conflict because you know the world isn't i don't think the world really wants that <laughs> doesn't need it shout out to ukraine though no? yeah i don't think anyone gave them a chance to you know last a whole week let alone you know i think most people probably gave him like a, a couple days yeah yeah and uh they're holding up and yeah. you know it's unfortunate that um we have we have a lack of leadership over here that would be willing to bend over backwards to russia but, but i mean <laughs> i could only i could only hope that someday we get a leader um that i i I don't know that we've had a leader in a long time like Zelensky mm. that would be willing to like I'm I'm talking uh, probably you're probably harkening back to like George Washington I don't know uh, oh man I don't know how far back uh, well no I guess we had tough leadership like I, I think it was uh was was it Woodrow Wilson that was in charge during like World War II oh, I feel like those guys would have picked up arms I feel like those guys would have picked up arms yeah maybe maybe um Ronald fdr Reagan, Ronald <laughs> Reagan, like you know he played a cowboy in films i think he probably there's <laughs> been a like i said i mean you're going like way back to find like a, an american leader that would actually pull a zelensky and like stay behind and fight you know basically I say i don't need to ride out of here i need more ammo yeah geez yeah but like, like did you hear his speech or one of his speeches where he was like saying something like we know what we're fighting for and it's like damn man like that's yeah if you can't get rally behind that guy there's something wrong with yeah. you dude. i mean look i mean that, that that's kind of leadership is why ukraine's still around given that they have one tenth the military budget of like russia it's leadership like that that gets people to stand up and fight I, I if the United States got attacked right now, like we'd we'd be a hot mess. That's all I can say. Yeah, for uh, real. Uh, like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if they have like a two party system over there in Ukraine, but I mean, I'm just saying. I I, I whether it was Trump or now Biden, like I don't think either of those guys could unite a whole entire country. Mm-mm. So n- not enough to, to like stand up for you know values and stuff. I, right. I don't know it's just it's just impressive what yeah. uh, mr zelensky is doing over there right right <laughs> he, no, I agree he got two of the richest boxers he's got two two of the richest boxers in the world that basically give up their career and money and everything to like, stand wild, on the front man. line and now Put, they're like now they're like on a kill list for putin like God, that's like, crazy dude. like mercenaries for real i don't know yeah wow yeah, yeah i wouldn't want to mess with lomachenko or klitschko at all though you know was it's oh, klitschko, yeah. right you get it if, if it comes to hand-to-hand combat like, the fuck is getting, it? like yeah yeah oh, man. i mean they're both were champions i believe right right and yeah if not they're still pretty badass so dude oh um, man that's crazy but yeah, uh yeah I, I don't know <laughs> yeah our, our uh t's and p's go out <laughs> You know, if you, I don't know if this is the right, no, I mean, like, if you have time to donate to any of the Ukrainian uh, relief uh, programs, you know, maybe just check that out. 
I did a small donation earlier. So, I mean, you know, just doing what I can from here. I'm just a guy in his house recording a podcast, but, you know, so it is what it is. Chad Elon Musk, like, I he's got that Starlink up and somehow got supplies, like, routers and everything into the country. I just saw pictures of that. Hey, what is Starlink? I'm ignorant as hell to that. What uh, is that? Like, so satellite Starlink, system for, like, internet? Yes. It's high-speed internet with low latency that basically he's providing to places. Uh, I should have him hook my brother up in or- Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> no internet out there, but... Oh, it's basically, yeah, it's like a satellite internet and he's offering it to places with no internet or like really poor internet. And um, like a lot of people are like, oh, it's not gonna like work unless you get like A, B, C, D and like he's getting that into Ukraine somehow. <sighs> I mean, it's man. The dude's, <laughs> the dude's just about to build himself a Tony Stark Iron Man costume and go fight, <laughs> fight Ukraine himself at this point, oh, Russia at this point. So I mean, you can say whatever you want to say about Elon Musk, but when it comes to like helping people, like yeah, I think it was Haiti when they got hit by the hurricane or tsunami, and the dude, the dude is a philanthropist through and through. And um, I know, I, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's people that are going to comment and be like, "Well, what about all the poor people here?" Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of. That's kind of like a U.S.'s fault. So I mean, he's helping. He's helping people that can't help themselves, basically. Right. I'm, sure, I'm just, I was just gonna say, I'm sure people are still gonna bash him because weren't they just bashing him like a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, just talking shit about him because some of the things he's been saying. I. I, I don't, they bas- too. basically, basically, Elizabeth Warren says he doesn't pay any taxes, and he just went on record for. The most taxes ever paid by a, mm. a U.S. citizen. So, I mean, we won't jump too far into the politics here. Right, right, right. right. We'll, we'll stick to Ukraine, but like, right. It's just base, basically, like, you can say whatever you want about him, but he's the only person. I mean, I guess they're finally getting a little tougher on sanctions, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, it's just, it's just, sad how 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 much people are dependent on russia for their natural gas oh um, yeah everybody over there you know gas oil and it's all because we won't open up the keystone pipeline that can provide over nine hundred thousand barrels a day um if you really wanted to hit russia where it hurts just open up the keystone pipeline um that would one take care of our problem Two, we could ship it off to our allies, and then Russia is completely, you know, up shit creek without a paddle. But yeah, they got like China with them too, right? Well, that's not probably hasn't any any, any uh, or not. Aren't, aren't they like so, so, helping Russia with so you me, stuff? You, you and me are basically talking about this off the air, but I guess we can jump into it a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. basically, the U.S. is like, oh, we're gonna. We're gonna take away all of our semiconductors and all of our technology, mm. and that'll show Russia. Well, it'll show them all the way up until China goes. Oh, you guys aren't gonna do anything about uh, Russia taking Ukraine. So why wouldn't we go into Taiwan and take seventy percent of the world's semiconductors and then give them to Russia anyways? Which, right. I mean, it seems like they already have backdoor deals going on because I mean, we sent it. <laughs> Leave it to the U.S. government to be like, "Hey, China, 
this is what Russia is going to do. Will you help us? <laughs> in return, goes and gives all that information to the Russians that, that oh, says, like, God. this is what the U.S. says you're going to do. So, I mean, <laughs> doddering leadership. I mean, it's really what it comes down to. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would ever trust Russia or China. <laughs> like, when have, they, when have they ever proved to have the world's best interests at home? <laughs> I don't think ever, right? <laughs> I mean, the ne- next thing you know, we're going to go to North Korea and be like, hey, since China won't have Russia, <laughs> what about you guys? You guys have been real class act, you know, stand up. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I Actually, shout out to Germany. Germany actually is, like, they depend on Russia, but they're, they're foregoing uh, buying Russian natural gas. And so shout out to Germany. Those guys are... Uh, oh, yeah. Our loyal hey, German, <laughs> German listeners. We fucking uh, love you guys. Uh, yeah, we love you guys just as much as you love us. So shout out to Germany for doing the right thing over there. Really taking a hit, um, once again, because <laughs> doddering leadership everywhere else. So uh, and I think they were the first ones that offer, like, military not military support but they were sending like i think 400 uh like anti-aircraft weapons and mm-hmm. ammunition so i mean <laughs> chatted to you guys like i'm sorry i'm sorry that the u.s is a bunch of pansies right now but <laughs> right all right um, also anybody that's listening don't come out don't come after us <laughs> we- I mean, you can say whatever you want, but if you look at the facts, like if we open up the Keystone Pipeline that alleviates all the world of Russia, if we open up the Keystone Pipeline, it takes care of all of Russia. So you can say whatever you want. Um, again, I'm, I'm not defending anybody on the right or left. I'm just saying as a country, if we wanted to alleviate everything from Russia, just open up the pipeline. If you're worried about, if you're worried about the climate, guess what? <laughs> Fuck anyway. not. China's Russia's not. They're not. They don't. There's no concern. China's there's not. no regulations over there, man. You know. If you think if you think us lowering our carbon footprint is going to save the world, you got another thing uh, coming. Yeah, for and real. We at least at least if at least if the world counts on us, we have rules and regulations in place. If the world has to start counting on Russia and China for natural gas and oil and everything else, you might. Have, like if you believe in that stuff like that's that's fine like i you do you mm. but if you believe in that stuff mm. and you believe that we should count on them for all of our stuff <laughs> or the oh, rest man. of the world should count on them for all their stuff then you might as well blame yourself for you know climate crisis because i'm just saying <laughs> we at least have rules that we try to follow Right, you know, but keep but keep the you know throwing away your plastic straws or converting them to paper straws, whatever. That'll 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 save everything. Yeah, yeah. Never mind that we're putting all of our faith in Russia and China to do. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Putting all of our faith in Russia and China, who have never done the right thing, to finally do the right thing. But you guys do you. Like I said, believe whatever you want to believe. We're pretty open podcast. We're just. You know, you do you, but what what we always say is we're gonna give you facts. And if you really want to hurt, you really want to hurt Russia. Open up the pipeline. Boom! But, there you go, everybody. So you know, if you if you really care about Ukraine, Mr. Biden, like you, you claim you do, open up the pipeline. Boom! But otherwise, Boom. otherwise, you know, do us all a favor and stop walking out to the podium because all you do is make yourself look stupid. 
Yeah, he does fumble a lot. Uh, and it's terrible. I mean, you know, uh, you can say what you say want to say about Trump, but I mean, it, he seemed to have like a confidence to him. And then Joe just goes out there and just uh, 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 yeah, like forgets what he's saying and then thinks about eating ice cream with his aviators on or something. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I miss the days when all you guys did was take photos of me eating ice cream. So much easier. So <laughs> the much memes. Easier. The memes. You remember the memes of him and, and Barack Obama a couple of years ago? That's like his, hey, his, high, his high point. Never forget that Barack Obama was the one that said, you can never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F it up. <laughs> so It's I, a true story, you know, huh? <laughs> that's from... President Obama about his right hand man Joe. So Jesus. Totally fine. We're totally fine, man. And that that was before he was 80 years old and trying to be a president. So oh man. Whack. But at least we don't have any, at least we don't have any orange evil scary men tweeting mean things. So the world's yeah. a better place. The world is a better place now. I'm sorry. I just, oh, they all accuse they all accuse Trump of starting World War Three, and now look where we're at. Where we're at. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. The irony is that lost me. No, I think about that a lot. Uh, the conversations with a former coworker, like several years ago, when he was like worried about Trump, and then oh, I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it's probably not the guy you should be worrying about. But I don't know. I'm well, not educated enough it, to make any more claims like that but to be fair trump is an idiot and yes he, yeah he, he called he called putin smart for like invading or whatever or i forget i forget his exact wording so like a genius not, he's a genius, genius yeah. yeah but so i mean probably he's not the best time to come out and say it like i get uh, what he's trying to say but for a guy that um for a guy for a guy that sometimes he, trump's worst enemy was opening his mouth so <laughs> yeah the guy the guy the guy is not exactly um guilt-free uh all the problems he brought on himself so God, what a fucking train wreck <laughs> what a train wreck man like uh i just want to go back to play pokemon and watch football and <laughs> let let people smarter than me allegedly make make good choices <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> uh, and uh, in case you guys are wondering, I turned 35 in April, so I'll be running for president. So <laughs> you heard it here first, uh, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Albright and Garcia. Go, go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and vote for the Luchador kid and Johnny the Outsider. There you go. We need some some color back in the White House. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, well hispanic i mean you know yeah, what i'm trying to say you know what i'm trying I mean, to say people i know kamala harris and all that but <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no that's okay uh, her her approval ratings are so bad i don't think anyone cares at this point <laughs> oh man but <laughs> now, that we, now that we brought the train back on the rails and then let's chug them back off <laughs> switching gears speaking of russia uh, Islam Makachev went out and did what he does. Um, it's his fourth straight finish in the first round. Um, this time by TKO. Uh, we could have made the case that Bobby Green was defending himself. He didn't look like he was in any real danger. 
But Herb Dean being the ref, of course he was going to stop it. I wasn't mad at it. I, I mean, I get it. If you're Bobby Green, you're covering up, kind of rolling around, trying to defend yourself. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think he knew. I, I He was a puncher's chance, and he wasn't going to win the fight on his back. And that's where he was at. Well, I guess technically on his stomach at, at the end of the fight. But, um, yeah, I just – those Degasanis over there are just not, nothing to mess with. And I think Oliveira and Gaethje are fighting in May. Don't quote me on that. May or June. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaethje better finish it in the first round because – Oliveira's been caught in the first round of the last two fights against Chandler and uh, Poirier, but after after the first round, like he just changes gear and is a killer. And Gaethje, I don't know. Everyone's always talked about how good his wrestling was, but I mean, he got manhandled by Khabib, who obviously is on another level. But I mean. If he got mauled by Khabib, like some people are saying, Islam's right up there with him. So obviously, Oliveira's got that next level world jujitsu. So uh, honestly, I think Oliveira is probably the better master for Islam. I think uh, if 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 you're looking for a more exciting fight, I think Islam Oliveira is the one to make. Because if Islam takes him down, I think he can defend himself intelligently. Um, he might even be able to take down our boy Oliveira. I don't know. I just think it provides more of an exciting matchup than Gaethje getting pinned against a cage by Islam and then taken down and beaten just like Khabib did to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe the only difference is Islam doesn't care and breaks his arm. Um, at least Khabib was nice enough to transition from a arm bar into a choke so but otherwise it's not looking good for your boy mm-hmm. uh, Gaethje against I would say Oliveira or Islam I think nothing against Gaethje I mean he's one of the best to ever do it he's a lot of fun to watch like I, I love watching him fight I just think unfortunately with the two, well, the last three champions in that division, like he's just had a, a, a tough go of things. Right. But if even if he loses against, uh, even if he loses to Oliveira, I think he gets Conor McGregor next. <clears throat> Conor McGregor is on a losing streak. Um, I don't think the UFC wants to feed him to Oliveira. Actually, the, the UFC is probably dumb enough to think like if Oliveira does get past Islam, that Connor stand the chance. I don't. I don't know why, <clears throat> but maybe because Connor's best round and it's the first round, so maybe like I said, he gets caught. But it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think put him in there with Gaethje, two guys that are just gonna throw a caution in the wind and go for it. Right. But who's to say? Yeah, who's to say, man? Who's to say? I mean, Conor McGregor gets to do whatever he wants. Whenever. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what Conor's whatever doing reason. Right now. Like it made it made sense when he was winning fights, but I guess like I guess he's still selling out 
Arena, Arena's mm. Meltzer, who's yeah. on fire. <laughs> Office in him, but. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I don't know, man. It's not how Dave Meltzer sees him. What a goof. What a goof. Mm. So he's looking at this weekend's card Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal better pull off a Ben Askren win. That's all I, that's all I can say. Otherwise, he's in for a long night, I think, with Kobe. Yeah, didn't he like tweet out that he that he was gonna say that uh or he said that Colby was gonna be in critical critical condition after this fight? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think it's gonna be a lot like Kamar Usman Hori one where Kobe just kind of hug holds him, doesn't do a lot of damage, but I mean that guy's a really good wrestler, so I think right. I think if Jorge doesn't get like a quick knockout or you know, explosive kind of attacking early. I think Kobe just hugs him, wears him out. I don't think Kobe gets a finish, but I think he definitely just outpoints him for five rounds. All right. Excuse me. Uh, All right. RDA is fighting Raphael Giazium. That should be a fun one. Edson Barbosa, Bryce Mitchell. Um, I forget what Bryce Mitchell just came out and I mean, it was a pretty wild conspiracy theory, but I mean, the guy's really good in the ring. So, uh, as in Barbosa really wants to kill the guy. So, I think that's going to be high, <laughs> high action. Um, Kevin Holland's fighting Alex Oliveira. Probably a good fight for Kevin. Um, I don't think Alex will try to wrestle too much. So, it kind of plays into Kevin's wheelhouse. And then your boy, Greg Hardy. <laughs> The Kraken, yeah. So they used to call Prince him back in Carolina. That's what they call him now. It's, yeah, it's the Prince of War now. Oh God. Um, he's on. Uh, it's, it's only a two fight losing streak. I thought it was more than that, but um, he lost uh, obviously our boy Tai Shui Tuavasa. <laughs> Mar- yeah. Marcin Taibua. Uh, his last win was against Green. So basically, if he fights anybody not with name recognition, he's going to lose. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Spivak, Sergey Spivak. But I don't know. I'm always for watching <laughs> the polar bear versus the Prince of War. I'm always for watching Greg Hardy get knocked out. Yeah, it's always a good time when that happens. It's going to happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> Some say the best guy. Some say the best. Ooh. Mariana Marino Rodriguez is on the undercard. Obviously, that probably gets her in the title fight. Contention against Rose. <laughs> Jamie Malarkey. What a fun name. Jamie Malarkey. <laughs> Missed me with that Malarkey. There you go. Tell him. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good solid card. Through and through, but but I don't know. I, it's gonna be tough. It's, it's gonna be tough if the main event is literally just a hug fest for five rounds, which all signs point to it. But I, I I would say it's worth your money based on RDA, Rafael, Edson, yeah, Bryce, yeah. Kevin, Alex, Oliveira, and 
just to see Greg Hardy get knocked out. I mean, you'll love to see it. You'll love to see, you'll love to see it. I will definitely be watching that this weekend. I mean, you know, now that Derek Lewis is on a losing streak, you could justify putting him against Greg Hardy. Oh, that man. would be that would be fun. <laughs> Just I never bombs thought, dropping everywhere. Huh? I never thought we'd see the day, but I mean, <laughs> they're both on a losing streak. I would, if you put that as a main event, I'd pay to watch it. Right. Just for the press conference alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> oh, what's happening? What's happening over there? Oh, the wife just got back from the walk with the baby. So, all right. Well, you want to close it out with uh, some quick Steeler stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw I saw you tweeted out uh, that I've been on the Mitch Trubisky train for a long time. Is something happening finally? Yeah. Oh, well, there. Okay. So there's rumors, and you know how we love our rumors here on the you tell me pod but uh okay so the rumors are is that the Steelers love Malik Willis I don't think it's a secret uh, you know I think everybody, yeah I know right uh Malik Willis has been uh pinned to the Steelers for quite some time now but so apparently they're going after him in the draft but you know who knows if he falls who knows if the steel you know it's always speculation but also they're targeting targeting free agents Teddy Bridgewater gross Jameis Winston, pass, and then your boy Mitch Trubisky to come in during free agency and compete for the starting quarterback job in Pittsburgh. And I don't know how I feel about those other two names. Uh, Jameis is, like, super inconsistent. Uh, he fumbles a lot. Uh, you know, he isn't – he doesn't scream. Turnover prone. Yeah, he's just turnover prone. Teddy Bridgewater, he just seems like I, – I don't, I don't think he beats Mason Rudolph if it's between those two guys um maybe that's ignorant of me to say but teddy bridgewater just it doesn't he doesn't like uh, make my eyes jump out whenever i hear that he could be the starter uh mr bisky like we've had our discussions on the podcast um i hear a lot of people say that he's terrible uh that we should just not do it and hearing hearing you talk, maybe he just needs another change change of scenery. Maybe with an improved offensive line, he can do something. Um, but yeah, I mean those three. Out of, yeah, out of those three guys, I would take Trubisky. And uh, Malik Willis, like uh, I heard, like he's one of those guys that like can wow you with some big plays. But from what I've seen and read, um, he's wildly inconsistent when he passes. And he has that uh, run first mentality a lot of times, but that that could also be because he wasn't surrounded by great talent at Liberty. Uh, I mean, you could say the same thing about Ben in his his collegiate career, like he was just you know the best player on the team for for this whole duration of his career at Miami Miami of Ohio. But I, I mean, mean, if yeah. you're gonna take Malik Willis, uh, you know you got to give him the right stuff, man. You gotta. You got to work on his mechanics. You got to do all that stuff. I don't see him. I don't see him being a start day one starter. I hope he sits for a year. But I mean, who knows? It's still too early to say. But I just, I don't know, man. If we get him, I would, you know, obviously root for him and stuff. Hopefully, he succeeds. But it's just kind of uncertain right now, right? Like, is he going to be surrounded by great talent if he comes to? Uh... Steelers right now right like I mean you have Fryermuth, you have uh uh Nashi you have Claypool maybe <laughs> uh yeah then you're gonna have Ray Ray uh, so I don't know man like 
are you going to, uh, are the Steelers going to be big spenders in free agency and maybe bring in Allen Robinson or uh, uh, Goodwin or, um, you know, who else well, is out there? What, what are we going to have to give up to get him? Give or to oh, Malik? Yeah, move up. Oh, and get no, I was I would assume a first round pick and a, maybe a second or a third. And I don't know if I want to do that if I'm the Steelers, especially in a an important phase right now where you're trying to rebuild the team to compete. I mean, I mean it dep- depends on what we do in the free agency, obviously, but like right, right. now, right. it feels like we need we need too many things right now to be giving up, you know, potential guys that will be around for a while. Right. Uh, I mean, if you draft a guy, you get to keep him a lot longer than you go out and try to sign a team or you know doing right. that crazy stuff or yeah i don't know i i just can't justify giving up picks right now yeah. especially like if you want a mobile quarterback mitch Trubisky's that um right he's just... had moments of brilliance he has a winning record with the bears like no other right. quarterback that played for them under Nagy can say that right yeah, man, I just I can't I can't I can't imagine the Steelers like moving picks. I mean, you have like a better class next year, like just you know, suck it up and take the have a down year. Like throw Mason out there, Trubisky. Just get everything, get everything in place for your future quarterbacks. Yep. Draft the, you know, get another wide receiver, get an O line, uh, get a defense, you know, a linebacker, get, safety, get, another corner. Right. Um, and like the names out there that are coming out next year, uh, CJ Stroud from Ohio State. I know you don't like Ohio State quarterbacks, but I mean, he, I would, he's head and shoulders above everybody else in this class. Uh, our boy DJ Ungalale from Clemson, um, the kid from Boston College, Phil Jerkovec, I think is his name. Um, yeah. There's another kid from Virginia, something Armstead. I, I think he plays for West Virginia. I think I could be wrong. Sorry, people, but. Just, you know, there's just better quarterbacks next year. And, you know, I mean, have Mason out there and get like an eight and eight record or maybe worse, you know, it's like just or Trubisky, man. Like you can't just I just don't see like you're saying, like giving up picks and sacrificing your future for a guy, you know, who, who the jury's still out on. Yeah, I. I just. You, you either got to be the Rams who are out there trading away everything, mortgaging their whole future for um, players already established, or you got to build in the draft. Um, obviously, look at look at uh, the what what was it the Seahawks when they were you know oh, yeah. franchise mode. Like, yeah, Pete Carroll should have ran the ball. <laughs> they could have had back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, who knows? They end up destroying the whole entire chemistry, uh, ob- obviously. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you build it in the draft rather than, you know, trying to trade away your future and picks, and obviously we haven't proven – I mean, we, we killed it with our first two picks this year, um, Najee and Friermuth, so – I just don't think it's worth giving away the first two rounds out. Obviously, once we don't always kill it in the first round, looking at you, Artie Burns. But, <laughs> um, 
I just feel like it's not worth giving up a first and second round right now when we're we have so many needs. Yeah, like we're gonna get we're gonna get Najee. We're gonna shorten his career by eight seasons if we don't get the help yeah, right yeah. now. Trout out an O line similar to the one we had. Plus, you need somebody to somebody you need somebody to take some carries. I saw that. Uh, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but apparently the Giants are letting go of Saquon Barkley, which is crazy to me. And I know we have a, one of our friends are always saying the Steelers on everybody, but I mean, would you would you add Saquon to your? I would add Saquon to to the team to carry the brunt of the load. Sometimes, you know, it, it would definitely. I mean, I know, I, I know he's injury prone. Um, I know he's injury prone, but like if he's willing to, you know, take a little bit of a cap, you know, friendly deal, like for a year, like I'd bring him up to be a one-two punch. Right. With uh, Najee, yeah. That means we have him for a rental season. Like, yeah, why? I mean, it's worth it. He's been in the league four years. Or you could just do what the Niners do, or any other, for some reason, any other team where they draft a running back in the late rounds, they seem to do well. And for some reason, the Steelers have people like Isaac Redman and Jonathan Dwyer, and uh, who was the other cat? Something, Jonathan Todman, just like, Sorry, bums. Ooh, sorry. Uh, or Benny Snell. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. I, it's really hard to trust the Steelers drafting or running back in the later rounds and having or hoping that they're successful because it never works out, especially lately. You know, Benny Snell is yeah. supposed to be Benny Snell football, and he just looks like, I don't know, Mo, the bus driver from The Simpsons out there. I mean, I guess. He's played all 16 games, his rookie season 13 the next year, obviously two la- in 2020 and then 13 last year. So I guess he's not as injured as I thought he was. I thought he missed more games last season for some reason. I guess it's because of how bad the Giants were. Was he like their only, like, was he the workhorse of the Giants? Is that maybe why he's, you know? I mean, his rookie year, he had 261 carries. Um, 2019, when he played 13 games, he had 217. Compared to this year, where he played 13 games, he had 162 attempts. So, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if they just didn't want to. You know, maybe maybe it's like the Steelers were like, we don't want to wear this guy out, but obviously they're just going to let him go anyways. Right. I don't know. Is it, are they going to let him go or are they going to trade him? I think they're just releasing him. I think. I'm not sure. Because uh, uh, he's done, right? Like, didn't you pick his fifth-year option or anything? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley. With every penny. Blah, 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 I, mean, blah. I, I was going to say, I see things uh, that say they need to get under the cap, but I haven't seen anything. Oh, that, Maybe they are trading him. I swear it. But like I said, it was it was a rumor. But I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to adding somebody of that caliber and pedigree to the Steelers as a backup. 
But then again, there's probably some running back needy teams out there would probably pay him a lot of money just to join the roster. So, yeah, you can only hope that for as a Steeler fan that, you know, something like that rolls around. And you get a, a vet for a good deal. But, you know, it's all speculation right now. Because you know the NFL Combine kicks off tomorrow, so we'll be, we'll be able to get a closer look at some of the guys that are coming through Indy. <clears throat> we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. <clears throat> you got anything else to add to that beautiful <laughs> segue that we had with the Steelers? I mean, look at the Giants roster. They have Devontae Booker. That's the that's the only name I recognize out of. Obviously, outside of um, <laughs> who's that? Barclay, so. Who's that bum tight end that they had that everybody hates? Uh, oh, no, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Their wide receivers is it still Sterling Shepard and uh, something Tooney? Kenny, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He did he even catch a pass? Remember, he was like the uh, big prize in free agency last year. I don't think he caught a pass. I could be, or maybe it was no. Tooney that he, he had. He, he had thirty-seven catches for five hundred and twenty-one yards. Jeez, so. terrible. Uh, yeah, that's what happens, man. When you overpay a wide receiver, and it's probably Daniel Jones' fault anyway. I would blame him all all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why Ken Galladay was one of the worst twenty twenty-one free agent signings. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible signing. Well, at least you didn't go to the Ravens. Oh, man. I was just going to say, like, at least you didn't go to the Ravens, but, you know, it's not like they were doing a lot either. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, Your boy, Daniel. Yeah. The guy that told me Matt Matt Stafford wasn't better than Lamar Jackson. Oh, cold takes of 2021. Oh. Yeah, Texas didn't age very well. <laughs> it's not Jackson fault he got injured. Well, stay in the pocket. Stop running around <laughs> like an idiot. There you go. I think he got injured running away from instead of he was trying to run and extend the play. I think is what when he got injured. Shout out to Villanueva for not blocking. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Villanueva. Oh man. Another thing Raven fans ripped on me for. Right. Uh, he's going to be better than what we had last year. Well, what you have last year and your your quarterback season, right? I digress. I hate to tell you that we told you so, but we told you so. But you know, we we don't know anything, man. Just a couple of dorks. Also, for everyone complaining about the body shaming, because it wouldn't be wouldn't be us if we didn't get a rip in on AEW. (laughs) Uh, For everyone that complained about the body shaming of Adam Cole. Like he, I, I realized the, re, the issue I have is he had the body of James Ellsworth and nobody took James Ellsworth seriously. So why would, why would I take Adam Cole just because he's more charismatic on the mic seriously if he's walking out there every week with the bottom, body of James Ellsworth? Now it looks like he put in some work, so shout out to him for that. But like for everyone that was freaking out about like the body shaming, like if you don't have to body shame <laughs> Adam Cole, then he needs to not look like James Ellsworth. Yep. And that's that's my that's basically what it comes down to. If you want me to take him as, I mean, I, even even though like he posts 
picture where it looks like he had hit the gym, as Kevin Nash would say, hit the weights, take a shower, and get a clue. <laughs> I mean, like if he's supposed to be a heavyweight title contender, <laughs> heavyweight loosely, um, <laughs> uh, he's got to look the part. Like, I'm sorry, you can't go out there looking like James Ellsworth every week. So, I mean, at least AJ Styles bulked up when he was heavyweight champion. I could take AJ Styles I mean, more I seriously, rip, though. I rip on Orange Cassidy, but I think at least he has a six pack. Guy. <laughs> it's, he's malnourished. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's at, <laughs> he's at, if I don't, if I don't eat anything, I'll just have a six pack naturally because I have nothing to show. Yep. I have no fat to show, anyways. So. Right. Yep. That's the secret, boys. If you want a six yeah. pack, don't eat. And just so that, so just so that uh, uh, people think we rip AEW unjustly, shout out to Tony Khan for not doing anything stupid this week. <laughs> yep. Real it's proud a, of you. Uh, a victory. A victory for you guys. But on that note, uh, anything else you want to add? <laughs> uh, no, man, I'm good. I think we kind of hammered everything that we wanted to get across today. I mean, the news cycle in the sports world is kind of slow right now. But, you know, like I said, the combine's kicking off. The combine is kicking off uh, tomorrow, so maybe we'll have another podcast this week. You know, we'll see what happens. Once we know who who's out there, right? All right. Well, uh, Ukraine, keep doing your thing. We got your back. Germany, thank you as always for <laughs> being awesome and ruling. Danke. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, everyone else, thank you for coming on this journey with us. And we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Later, fellas and ladies. Bye. Bye.